I strongly recommend that you have a place where you can collect scriptures that are called to your attention because your needs are different from other people's needs. God will specifically give you scripture to help you in this exact moment of time. So you need to collect those scriptures and have them in a place where you can get to them every day so you can review those scriptures. I use my Kindle photo album to collect scriptures. I make screen prints and just put them in my photo album. Every day I go through those scriptures to make me calmer, to make me strengthened, to help me to settle down. Of course, I pray for those things too. But God brings scripture to each of us to encourage us. And it's like a special message from God when that happens. You might be reading the Bible and some scripture just catches your attention. That is a special message from God to you. Take that scripture and put it in whatever file you use for meditating, whether it's an electronic file or a handwritten file. It doesn't make any difference what it is. It's just something that you find convenient to store those scriptures so that you can see them every day. Our needs are not the same. I asked Pam Paget, what was the most recent scripture that God has given you? And she said, Psalm 32, it's verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. In my most recent need, God gave me Romans 1, 16, 17, because I exhort the church. And sometimes the devil will say, that is a terrible podcast you just recorded. Trying to get me to erase the podcast and trying to get me to erase a writing on the blog. This is an area where I'm often attacked. God gave me this scripture to fill in the hole whereby the devil would attack me. On recording exhortations. Romans 1 16 17, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. One of the things I know immediately is if I speak that message, I will likely be attacked by someone. Sometimes it's devils that just bring thoughts to my mind, well, that message won't help anybody. That message is no good. When I have that type of thought come, I go back and read the message, and often I'll find the message is excellent. It's filled with truth. It has examples from God. It has scripture, which support the examples. The devil does not want me to record that, so he will try to discourage me. I have to be encouraged by God to encourage me to go forward with the blog or to go forward with a podcast, God gave me Romans 1, 16, 17. 
for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So when I read that, I'm greatly strengthened and encouraged to share with you the podcast and the blog. Pam's needs are not the same as my needs, so we have different scriptures brought to our attention. I'm going to go through a few of the scriptures that God has given me when I've been in spiritual battles, when I have been in a situation where the devil has troubled me. In the end times, the devil is rampant. If you will read Revelation 12, I believe it's a verse 11, 12, 13. If you will read that, you will see that he knows the end is coming and he becomes even more furious. You have to strengthen yourself. There will be many people fall away in the last days because of the wickedness which is around us. These days are much more wicked than they were in the 1940s because sin is out in the open for everyone to see and hear about. It wasn't that way in the 1940s. Sins were the same in the 1940s, but the problem is in the 1940s, the mass majority of people were opposed to those specific sins. So the homosexuals have to hide. So the adulterers had to hide. Now everyone wants to come out and tell everything on television. So it is very different. The sin has increased so much. Jesus said in the last days, because iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. That's Matthew 24. The iniquity around us abounds, is visible for all to see. And it's approved by society. Therefore, it's very hard for us to hold on to the way of God. I find it much more difficult to hold on to the way of God now than it was in 1980 when I first started in ministry. It is because of the sins and iniquities that are approved by society. So we have to work out our salvation. We have to work at it to hold on to faith. We have to work at it so we will not be swept away by the iniquity of today. Romans chapter 12, Paul said, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And with these meditation cards or sheets or meditation pages on computer that we build up and store, we can look at those every day. And those are messages exactly to each one of us from God. Those scriptures that he brings to your attention are not the scriptures that he brings to my attention to help me because our needs are different. But we have to devise a way so that we can meditate in the word of God day and night. For then we'll prosper in everything we do. 
I'm quoting from two scriptures, Psalm 1 and Joshua 1, 8. I'll share three or four scriptures with you that God has given me recently. In February 2021, some very disturbing thoughts came to my mind in the form of, what if this happens? What if this happens? Well, what will you do if this happens? But what will you do if this happens? Instantly, God brought the following information to my mind. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God shall supply all your needs. When that scripture was brought to my mind, all of the disturbing thoughts that were coming to me left. And it was like the weight of the world lifted off my shoulder. Because no matter what the problem is in the future, God will supply all my needs. And I believe that. And so it manifested a great work in me, causing me to not be disturbed by those thoughts that had been coming to me. And to rejoice in that scripture, because God will supply all my need. When God shared that scripture with me, by the Spirit of God, is bringing it to my mind. I said, that's right. I don't have to be worried about future, because God will supply all my need. If a need arises, God will bring me a word to show me what to do. And that need will vanish when I do that word. I've had enough experience with God to know he will do that for me. So I added this scripture to a list of scriptures which God had brought to my mind in the past so that I can be encouraged and review this scripture every day, certainly for a season. Another scripture I was reminded of are, is Psalm thirty-four, nineteen. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. A few more examples. In 1975, I owned a small business and a man filed a lawsuit against me. I hired a lawyer, but the problem was this. The bills for the legal services prior to the court trial were mounting up and eating up all the profit from my business. One day, God brought me the following scripture. He called it to my attention. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. I began to reason this scripture. I'm a Christian now, so this scripture applies to me. This promise of God applies to me since I'm now a Christian. No weapon that's formed against me will prosper. This lawsuit is a weapon. If this weapon cannot prosper against me, then why am I hiring lawyers to represent me? So when I realized this, I dismissed my attorneys and planned to go to court without any human legal counsel. When I shared this with the attorney, this scripture, and I said, 
therefore I'm going to release you. He said, you can't do this, Joan. You don't realize how evil the courts are today. I said to him, Gordon, I'm a Christian. And either this scripture is true and valid for today, or it isn't. So if it's true and valid, this lawsuit will not prosper against me. If the Bible is true, and these promises of God are valid, then we can prove it with this trial, with this court trial. And if the Bible is just a history book telling about God, I don't want any more to do with it. But if it has a power of God, then I want to do it. So I'm going to prove this scripture. So I dismissed my lawyer and planned to go to court without any human legal counsel. It was very frightening. The trial was scheduled for about six weeks down the road, so I had a lot of time to be attacked by devils. But every time I was attacked by a devil, God would bring me another scripture to bring me faith. You can't have faith till you have a scripture from God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So God would bring me a scripture. I probably had, oh, 14, 15 scriptures accumulate during that period of time. I put those scriptures on a cassette tape and filled the front of the tape and the back of the tape with those scriptures. When I went to bed at night, I would turn the tape recording on and let it play, and I would fall asleep with the recording playing. When I woke up in the night, I would start the recording again, and I'd fall asleep again to the recording. Those scriptures strengthened me and helped me with the fear that was coming because of that which was lying ahead, which was this court trial. Six days before we were to go to trial, this man's lawyer called me and he said, since you don't have a lawyer, I'm calling you directly to tell you that this man dropped all charges. There will be no court trial. He said, we tried to reason with him that he had no case against you, but he wouldn't listen to us. He was like a madman. But now he has withdrawn all charges from the court and there will be no trial. It was over. About two weeks after this, my lawyer came to see me at my shop. And he said, I want you to know that we at the law firm have talked about your case many times and that we believe what you said happened, happened. That no weapon formed against you would prosper. My business was a little shop called American Indian Arts in Dallas, Texas, where I lived. I got a call one day from a man in Houston. His wife was starting a business like mine, and he wanted to come to me to talk to me about marketing. I said to him, I don't know anything at all about business. Please don't come. He was a graduate of Harvard Business School, and he wanted to come to talk to me about marketing Indian arts. And I really begged him not to come, tried to convince him it'd be a waste of time for him, 
because I don't know anything about business. But he insisted on coming to my shop. So one day he arrived, and his first question was, what is your marketing plan? And I'm saying, oh, God, get me out of this. Help me. But then I just kind of gritted my teeth and told him. I said, well, I am a Christian, and so before I go to the reservation to buy art objects, I pray for God to have the Indian artist make the item that I need. And then when I get to the reservation, I pray for God to open my eyes to see the items that I should buy. And then on the way home to Dallas, I pray for God to send the angels out to get the customers to come in to buy the art objects that I'm bringing back from the reservation. Dead silence. And then he said, well, that is a form of marketing. And he left. God had taught me something as a new Christian. He taught me a couple of scriptures which caused me to know how the Holy Spirit would work in my life. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. Well, I believe that means secular things as well as spiritual things. And therefore, I ran my business this way, believing that the Holy Spirit would show me which art objects to buy. I would sometimes come across an object that I just couldn't pass by. My interest was so great in that object, I had to buy it. And that's how God led me. And I believe it was the Holy Spirit in me teaching me which objects to buy. Because it says he will teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. There have been so many times when I've been trying to make a decision when a scripture would come into my mind. And by that scripture, I knew what to do in the issue that pertained to this present life. That's the Holy Spirit reminding us of everything Jesus has said so we will know what to do. John 16, 13, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. And again, I believe that means secular truth as well as spiritual truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear from God, that shall he speak. The Holy Spirit searches the heart of God to show us the will of God. 1 Corinthians 2. And that scripture says, and he will show you things to come. I've often had dreams of things that were coming or dreams showing me what people were doing. John 14, 26 and John 16, 13 are those two scriptures telling about what the Holy Spirit will do in your life. Also, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 tells what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. You need this as a foundation in going forward. Another scripture called to my attention as a new Christian in 1975, James 1.5. If any of you lack wisdom, 
Let him ask of God, that giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. It's a promise of God to each one of us. If you don't know what to do, ask God what to do, and he will show you. One time, um, one of our church members attacked me in a very vicious way and accused me of things in a vicious way that I had done to her wrongly. And I said to God, if I've done this, I can't be a minister. I am not going to do anything further in the ministry until you show me your view of this situation. That night I went to bed and God gave me a dream. In that dream, I opened my front door of my house and someone had put their garbage all the way down the front of my house. There were garbage bags everywhere. Someone had dropped their garbage in front of my house. I really believed by that God was showing me she stored up these offenses against you and it's her garbage. She didn't settle it with God. Therefore, for decades, she let garbage store up in her heart against you. So I could go forward with the ministry after I had that dream because I really did believe that that's what she had done. If you don't take your offenses that people do to you, if, you're, if you think they've done something to you, if you don't take those to God and get them settled, you're going to have garbage in your heart. At some time, it may come out your mouth because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Somebody will say things and they'll say, oh, I was just kidding. No, they weren't. They weren't just kidding. That came out of their heart. They have stuff stored in their heart that's evil and it comes out their mouth. And if we hear it, we're going to have to take it to God for help. Well, God helped me immediately by giving me that dream. I did not ask him to give me a dream. I just said, I'm not going to do any more ministry work until you show me your view of the accusations this woman has leveled against me. And God's view were, they're garbage. They're her own garbage. Therefore, I could go immediately back to work in the ministry. One more scripture today. 1 John 2.27 But the anointing which ye have received of him, of God, abideth in you. And ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie. And even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Be sure to take the scriptures that are brought to your mind and write them out or put them on your computer so you can look at them daily. If you meditate in the word of God day and night, let's just look at that promise. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law, or let's just say these scriptures, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, 
that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. If you look at that scripture enough times, your faith will grow in what God is saying in that scripture. And you will begin to do that scripture. And when you go out and do that scripture, then you're going to make your way prosperous and have good success. Psalm chapter 1 says the same thing, exactly the same thing. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, the scriptures. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. This is for those of us who delight ourselves in the scriptures, especially in the scriptures that are brought to our attention by the Holy Spirit. And as we look at those scriptures day and night, we will then begin to have the power to do the scriptures because our faith will grow as we meditate in the Word of God. And then we'll step out and do the scripture, and when we do that scripture, Everything we do will prosper because we're following God. So begin to collect those scriptures and look at them daily. I usually look at scripture at least twice a day to strengthen myself and to help, help me to have faith to go forward. For the evils of this world today are all around us and they pop up to discourage us from going in the word of God. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.